Hello everyone, I am Aika from GAB Political Science. And hello everyone, I am Joby from 1BS Psychology. And welcome to the third episode of Speak Out 2022. Wow, yes, oo nga. Tapos na ang first and second episodes natin. Ang saya-saya talaga. Welcome back to our listeners. But if this is your first time listening, welcome pa rin. And as always, if you missed our first episode, don't worry. Pwedeng-pwede natin yan balikan. Sana all naman binabalikan. Anyways, yes, this is our third episode. During our first and second episodes, we talked about the different on-site events happening, namely Speed Week and Spin-Off. We were joined by the project heads, Anya and Zar, for Speed Week, and Tia and Thea for Spin-Off as they shared with us what it is all about and what to expect from these events. Yes, we did. But again, before we start, what is Speak Out all about nga pala, Joey? Right, yes. Speak Out is the official podcast of Ateneo Speed. This year with the theme, Going Beyond the Know. It aims to teach the Ateneo community more about the disability sector and to promote inclusivity. Here, our speakers would delve into their stories and experiences involving the sector. Ayon, thank you for that refresher, Joey. Now let us introduce what today's episode has in store for us. So for today's episode, we will be talking about the different types of disabilities. As we all know, there are many misconceptions about disabilities, which, you know, make it very challenging for the PWD sector. And today, we will be talking all about this, all while addressing these issues. Very interesting naman nating topics today. Very timely, lalo na Speed Week and Spin-Off has made its way back on site in school. Kaya for today, we will be joined by a very special guest. She specializes in psychology and early childhood special education. Yes, she is also a directress and teacher in a small school in Antipolo City that caters to special education children. Here with us today is Mrs. Charisma De Leon. Everyone, let's give them a warm welcome. Hello, ma'am. We are very grateful that you're able to spare some time to be with us here today. But before we start, could you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners? Hi, Speak Out team. Hello to Ateneo Speed as well. To make the atmosphere a little lighter, you can just call me Teacher Chi, just like how all my students address me. I am a directress, a preschool teacher, and I spend a specialist at Harper and Louis Child Development Center or HLCDC here in Antipolo. Oi, ayan, sige. Siguro, let's start with a vibe check like Miss. Miss uh, said, uh, let's start with the vibe check. How are you doing and what made you choose psychology as a path? I am currently feeling ecstatic to be your speaker and I'm so thankful for having me here. What made me choose psychology as a path was my desire to work and serve people in mental institutions. I wanted to help them firsthand through counseling and therapy. That was my ultimate goal when I was in college. But then, me and my late husband decided to develop a preschool to address child's holistic growth and progress. Currently, we have students here in HLCDC from preschool to junior high school level that are children with special needs and whom majority of them enter the school at an early age and live when they finish their junior high school years. Thank you so much for Ms. Chi. As the episode would like to focus on students and you talk a lot about building the school for people with mental and physical disabilities. Could you talk about a little what are the most common physical and mental disabilities that are present in schools and especially that affect students? Yes, Joy. Taking into this as preschool teacher's perspective, children most commonly have attention deficit or hyperactivity disorder or commonly known as ADHD. 
ASD or the autism spectrum disorder, Down syndrome, learning disabilities such as dyslexia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, speech or language impairment, visual impairment, which includes blindness, deafness, orthopedic and intellectual impairment. The most common disabilities that affect students are autism spectrum disorder, ADHD, learning disability, anxiety, and depression. Yes, uh, thank you so much for that. And you mentioned a lot of very, you know, common disabilities. Like, really, we, we really hear this nowadays, very easily to hear this. But knowing these struggles, what are the possible misconceptions that fellow students or teachers as well that may have, that they may have that could affect how PWD students are treated or could receive help? Yes, one of the major possible misconceptions that the students and people have is the way they categorize children with special needs as so hyper and antisocial and even abnormal labels. These terms which are not acceptable in the society, wherein when people reduce the PWDs to such derogatory microaggressions, they declare stigmas that neglect the seriousness and importance of recognizing disabilities. They are neglected and isolated in most of these school activities. We also have this misconception that these mental and physical disabilities are contagious or nakakahawa when the PWDs spend time with the non-PWDs. The questions that I get asked most often when a regular student wants to enroll in our school is, hindi po ba nakakahawa ito? Or hindi po ba sila ihiwalay ng classroom? Or hindi po ba sila nakakagulo sa classroom or sa klase? And this is the concerning misconception considering that the fact that this comes from parents, parents which are fully grown adults, aware of the society they're in. Under these circumstances, we should be informed that this is a condition, not a disease, that can be transferred to other kids. This is a condition of the brain that even these affected PWDs and parents are not aware of the causes. We should not neglect the influence of adults to children, especially when it comes to misconceptions that will surely affect and discriminate the sector in the long run. Even famous personalities in our society have experienced discrimination from schools where their child was enrolled. Thank you po so much for pointing out about all of these different microaggressions that the PWD sector and especially PWD students experience. And it's really important that adults and children in our lives, we need to really be informed about all of the different ways that we might possibly be mistreating members of the PWD community. So to avoid these misconceptions naman po, how do you think is the best way to spread information about the PWD sector, especially in regards to education? Yes, thank you for asking that, Joy. In avoiding this misconception, what should neglect society impose stereotypes about the PWD sector? And how do we achieve this? Encourage students and adults alike to be open in learning. Educating individuals about the condition of this PWD could be a one big step towards acceptance. These misconceptions are not mere incidents but are a result of encountering information. Let us keep in mind that we should break the barriers in learning about the PWD sector. Be open to learning, be open to breaking what the society tells you, and be open to making mistakes. 
Okay, thank you so much. You mentioned po so much, so much struggles that the PWD sector is experiencing. That's that just really heightens the importance of understanding it. So yes, now that we understand more the struggles of the PWDs, you know, not just with their disability itself, but also in making people understand what help they need. We would just like to ask then again, how can the members of the PWD community overcome these barriers, specifically in the school setting? Like, are there certain institutions or offices that students can, you know, contact to address these concerns? Yes, Annika, members of the PWD can only overcome these barriers when we learn to accept and treat them just like a regular student or a regular individual. Let these persons with disabilities feel the be in the group, not labeled and judged. Concerning the PWD community, most of the parents and children with special needs have their own support group, such as ASP Antipolo or the Autism Spectrum Antipolo, ASP Marikina, ADHD Support, and the like. With this support group, they can share their concerns and dilemmas, as well as their children's milestones, to serve as an inspiration to those who are experiencing the same prejudice and discernment. In school settings, aside from offices, the institution should also promote organizations such as this to help in ensuring that the PWD community can overcome these barriers. It's so nice to hear that there are these groups of parents who share their experiences with other parents with children who are on the autism spectrum or who have ADHD. Just nice to see that other people are supporting each other when it comes to having children with disabilities. However, we would also like to ask if these kinds of accessibility is present in other schools, maybe bigger schools and educational institutions, or do you think that accessibility is lacking in that regard? Yes, in terms of counseling and health guidance offices in schools, I best believe that these are present in most. However, in terms of extended first-hand care to its students, there are still a lot to work on it on this Philippine educational system. I would say information and accessibility is still lacking and should be considered an ongoing issue here in our country. Okay, thank you po for pointing out na regardless of it being, you know, accessible and and present, there's still a lot to work on, which is which is true. Uh th- there's no end point to that. We can continue learning and growing to further improve on it. So focusing on educational institutions, what can be the possible practices or programs specific specific programs that can make learning more inclusive and accessible for students that are part of the PWD community? Uh, could you please uh, elaborate po these specific practices or programs that, that schools can be pushing for? Po? Like, what can we do to improve since there is still some stuff to work on it pa? Yeah. Um, in our school, we have this program called Inclusion Program, wherein students with special needs are included, treated with respect, valued, and provided fair learning opportunities together with the regular kids in one classroom. This enables PWDs to engage in regular classroom activities on a full-time basis. Programs such as this that is being implemented into curriculums of schools should be given more attention as it intends to educate students within the classroom while continuously fulfilling their special needs. It's so nice to hear po, that there are schools like the one that you helped establish that really do pay special attention to its students and tries to help them fulfill their needs while also educating others. 
And we all know that, especially our school at Neo, they're still on the journey of inclusivity and education, and there will always be improvements that can be made to further reach this goal. So what do you think, Pok? Can Ateneo and other major learning institutions do to make learning more inclusive to PWD students? And are there any current projects that you know of, Paul, that you think would need improvements? Mm-hmm. Yeah, institutions such as Ateneo could really make learning more inclusive to PWD students by encouraging the student community to aim for a big One big inclusive environment. It should and can start with you students. And it's amazing that a student-led organization like SPEED is taking initiative to have a more inclusive society in campus. Because PWD Sinatineo now has a safe space to raise their concerns when offices are not available to do so. Improvement is always present. And I think that the only improvement that needs to be done in institution is to be better listeners of the PWD concerns. Thank you so much for that. We we truly are one in this journey of inclusivity and we assure you that we fully support all the current programs and the amendments that may need to be made and the ideas you just have shared. So just to end the question and answer portion, uh, we would just like to ask, what advice can you share to non-PWDs in encountering the PWDs? Uh-huh. So, practice understanding and proper support when you encounter persons with disabilities. Create relationships that will make them feel comfortable and safe to fully embrace themselves. Be friends with people regardless of what society they tell tell you about the stereotypical norms about the PWDs. Because persons with disabilities are dedicated, caring, and extremely thoughtful. If you just give them a chance to shine on their own. Thank you po so much for that very insightful and informative session that we just had. And to our listeners out there, don't you guys just love it when we all work together in attaining and achieving this inclusive environment that understands that PWDs are caring and who says yes when this opportunity to learn from each other is presented? That is so true, Joey. With our guest speaker, who also eagerly gave us the answers we needed for this episode, I'm pretty sure everyone, including me, will leave the podcast with something new that they will surely treasure. Same here, Aika. And now that we are close to answering most of these immediate questions concerning the students in the PWD sector, I think it's wise to also address how our community as Ateneans can ensure that this inclusive society is felt by the students, diba? Exactly, exactly, Joey. So ito, ma'am, a uh, question again. As a member of the Ateneo community who knows the struggles of those in and out of the PWD community, what would you like to remind or tell the students regarding the importance of them being a voice of awareness about this matter, both inside and outside the university? Yes, Annika and Joy, being an advocate is being someone who will never, ever downplay the experiences of those who belong on the different side of the spectrum. Aim to terminate the stigmas within the internalized discriminatory mindset of this society. Provide education and awareness about this matter. And remember to promote the rights and welfare of the persons with disabilities sector. Be a voice they can speak on behalf of. Always. And remember that when we stand for them, we get one step closer into amplifying the voices of the persons with disability community. 
thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Paul, Teacher Chief, for that insightful answer and for reminding us that being an advocate really means using our voices to uplift other people, especially those in the spectrum who really need the help in spreading awareness about their experiences to make society a more inclusive place for them. Yes, and to add to that, thank you also for reminding us that these kinds of problems, the struggles that the PWD community are facing, they're not mere incidents like you mentioned earlier. It really is a problem and it is something that we can all work together in fixing one step at a time, you know, like starting with speed right now. So yes, Joey, I really also would like to remind our listeners to always act for a more inclusive society, Dibanga. Right? And we can see how our advocacies can come to life through the power of our words and actions towards awareness. Very, very true. And I know that we may not want to end the session given just how insightful it's been and how much relevant information Teacher Chi has discussed with us. But, you know, advocacies don't stop here. We can always see you guys in the next few episodes of Speak Out. Yes, that's very true, Joey. So before we end, we'd be very, very grateful to receive your support by following Ateneo Speed's social media platforms that at Ateneo Speed on Facebook and Twitter, at Ateneo Speed underscore on Instagram, and Speak Out on Spotify, so you can be up to speed on our future episodes and other org initiatives. Thank you for tuning in as always, and once again, we are Joey and Aika, your hosts for today. We hope you join us on our next episode, and of course... See you in Speed Week. Enjoy the rest of your day!